Hi everyone, um, we're going to be looking at John's Gospel in a minute, but kids, do you remember I, I said bring bring your swords back this week? Uh, I said next time I was leading, of course I'm not leading this week, I'm preaching, but that's okay. I hope you've got your sword, if not, um, you've got the sermon, go, go get your sword. And I was asked in the week, somebody came and said, I haven't got a, I haven't got a sword, can I use my lightsaber? Of course you can use your lightsaber. And anything else that is a bit like a sword that we can use for cutting off and making a declaration of war and a victory at the end of my sermon. Okay, so you've got about 15 minutes. You know how long I preach. No, not an hour. I heard that. you got some time. Go find your sword. Go find your sword and we'll make... We'll lead the grown-ups later on in a declaration of victory and all that stuff. Right, uh, get you a bit closer to me. That's good. I hope the light's okay this time. And we're going to be looking in at John chapter 8. I've got my notes here. Um, where shall I put those so that I can still see you and you can still see me? Right, here we go. Lord, would you open our ears to your word? Would you open our eyes to your truth? Would you open our hearts to your love? Holy Spirit, come, teach us more about Jesus. Teach us more about ourselves, that we might live in the truth that sets us free. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, remember we've got the context of chapter 8 here. Um, in John's Gospel, we've got um, Jesus... Write that first verse at the beginning. Remember about Jesus spending time with his father, going up to the Mount of Olives when everybody else went home. Um, that extra time praying because the spiritual things are more important than anything else at all. Uh, and then he he they try and trap him with the woman caught in adultery. And then we had that debate um, last last time where the uh, Pharisees you know, ask you know, what's going on, whose testimony, whose authority. Who is your father? And then who are you? And then we come to this next bit. We come to this next bit. And what I'm going to do is um, we're going to read it through as I preach, if that's okay. I read it through as I preach. So we're going to go through it, section, verses by verses by verses by verses. Uh, it sounds a bit weird, but I, I don't want to read it and then go through it because I'll end up just reading it twice in one on one, one level so please 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 either get um a bible for yourselves or get your bible up on your phone while you're watching this or if you're watching this on your phone get your bible up on another um or another one of your uh what do you call them another one of your gadgets another one of your uh social media things on your computer or something or on your tablet or uh or whatever it is or um i don't know if alice can get the scripture up as we go through i don't know that would take a bit of timing issues we'll see if it's there it's there it's great if it's not don't worry john chapter 8 beginning to read at verse 31 okay and i'm going to comment all the way through and build uh, the the discussion what we're going to see once i've put it in context in verse 31 what we're going to see is jesus making a statement and then um, a response to it. And then Jesus making another statement, a response to it. And what I want us to see, there's a couple of things. There's going to be some gold in the in the statements that Jesus makes that we need to go, oh, oh, just, just stop and think about that for a moment. 
but there's also um, the the people responding to him watch how their response changes and how it grows um, and how it develops and it's something that we need to avoid doing okay so John chapter 8 and verse 31 have I given you enough time to find a bible have I given you enough time to find um, um, a way of uh, getting the scriptures up one more thing before we start some of you have seen these this one's mine um, some of you haven't look look at that we've designed our own masks STLCB with our lion motif on it this one's mine because it's an extra large I can get them in, in large extra large and large and I can get a child size as well large extra large and large I know I'm a big guy, but my head, my face here is not that big, so this is an extra large. Uh, so extra large, a large, and um, child's size. I can order these for you. We've got the one there with the lion and the STLCB. We've got one with a lion, big lion, and St. Leonard's across the bottom. And we've got one with a little lion and St. Leonard's on the side. If you'd like those, Quick again, big lion, STLCB, big lion, St. Leonard's across the bottom, little lion, St. Leonard's on either side. If, you, if you'd like one or two or three or four, let me know because I've set up a, an account with the firm that does it and they're going to cost, um, I think it's going to be about £5.50. I said a fiver last week, but I forgot to add in the postage. Uh, and of course the more we order the cheaper they get so if you want um, to order them large sorry a child large or extra large and the thing um, just give me a ring or an email and, and we can we can sort that out we'll keep them separate right now have you got your Bibles good John chapter 8 verse 31 to the Jews who had believed him Jesus said hang on we need to stop already who's the interaction been with up till now it's been the Pharisees. The Pharisees have tried to catch him out. The Pharisees have had the debate with him. Here, to the Jews who had believed him. Remember in verse 29, before verse 30, before it said, as he spoke, many believed in him. To the Jews who had believed him. So the group of people Jesus is addressing here are those that have faith. Those that believe in him. Those that are responded positively to him so this isn't the pharisees this isn't the religious folk who are anti this is the people who have believed what he said they've believed hold on to that these are the people are we the people who believe what jesus said yeah i know we can identify with the pharisees sometimes but actually we can identify with this group of people even more because we, be, we believe what jesus said okay got that let's see what happens the truth that Jesus speaks and then the response from these people who have believed. Jesus said, if you hold to my teaching, you really are my disciples. Then you will know the truth and the truth, you know, will set you free. Or in the NIV, the truth will set you free. It's not, it's actually the truth, you know. If you don't know the truth, how can it, you set it free? So the, the, then you will know the truth and the truth that you have come to know, the implication in, in, in what's written, will set you free. That's why we do the living in freedom. That's why we do getting a hold of your identity getting an understanding of the promises and knowing that this is why um, we walk into the freedom it's we are free and now we need to walk into the reality of it and, and the walking into the reality of our freedom is the being set free 
We have been set free. We are being set free. We will be set free fully. That's the whole point. It's uh, the process of justification, sanctification, and then full perfection uh, at the point of being taken to heaven. So, that, what a wonderful truth. You will know the truth. If you hold my teaching, you're my disciples. You believe me, but hold my teaching. The difference between knowing Jesus as your saviour, believing, and then knowing Jesus as a Lord, actually being obedient to what it is. And actually, for a lot of people in church, I'm not saying our church, but if the cat fits, think about it. We understand that Jesus is our saviour, but do we, do we, do we hold to his teaching and become his disciples, not just believers in him? So there you go. What a wonderful truth there in verse 32. You will know the truth, and the truth you know will set you free. Amazing. Then they answered him, We're Abraham's descendants and never been slaves of anyone. How can you say we shall be set free? Whoa. They're a bit defensive, aren't they? They're saying, but yeah, we're, we're Jewish. We're, we're, we are the children of Abraham. So how can we don't need freedom? We've already got it. Do you know? I've taught living in freedom in many, many churches now, two churches that I've had the privilege to lead, but also in many French churches and people where we've gone and held conferences or held courses or day, whatever. And so many Christians are offended by the teaching that we need to walk into freedom because they go, well, I'm, I'm a believer, and I, I'm, so I'm free. I am free. And of course, it's true. I am free. But we've got to live in that freedom. And people are defensive about their status. It's always a sign that they don't understand who they are in Jesus. Because if you're secure in who you are in Jesus, if somebody then questions your ethnicity or questions your religious affiliation or questions the football team you support or questions whatever, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Um, because, you know, we're headwinds descendants. We don't need being set free. I've come to say, look, here's some freedom. Walk into the free. We don't need to be set free. Wow. Be honest, that's happened a lot in prayer appointments as well. You say, look, the Lord's showing us this and this and this. Well, why do I need to free from that? How dare you? How dare you say this? Well, it's not us. It's revelation. That defensiveness is there. So you feel that defensiveness, or sometimes we call it defendedness. Defensiveness is when you do that. Defendedness is when you, you, you do this and you hide. So I'm defended then I become defensive. So that, that's very much, I'm hiding. This is very much, I'm being aggressive. Well, that's passive aggressive or actually aggressive. So we've got this going on. Jesus has made this amazing statement. The truth will set you free. The truth you know will set you free. And then their response in verse 33 is that they're defensive. Moving on. Jesus replied, truly, I say to you, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. There you go. Jesus is saying, look, come on, guys, we're all in the same boat. You know, everyone who sins. Now, because he's not in the same boat because he he is without sin but everyone else on the planet is a slave to sin now a slave has no permanent place in the family but a son belongs to it ever forever so if the son sets you free you will be free indeed wow there's another nugget of amazing truth if the son sets you free you will be free indeed who's the son jesus is the son has he set us free by the cross yes so we are free indeed there's the truth hold on to it I know you're Abraham's descendants. I know who you are. Yet you're looking for a way to kill me. Hang on, these are the ones, verse 31, these are the ones who believed him. Because you have no room for my word. So Jesus is saying, you're going to kill me because you, you don't believe a word I'm saying. 
I'm telling you what I've seen in the Father's presence. I'm showing you what the revelation is I have. And you do, and you are doing what you've heard from your Father. What's Jesus getting at here? He's pushing and prodding. And here comes a defensive response. It's, it's a bit stronger. Abraham's our father? Just again, that pride and that defensiveness. It's rising. It's becoming. What, what are they doing? They're being defensive and they're taking offence. They're offended by what Jesus is saying. If you were Abraham's children, Jesus said, this is now continuing on in verse 39. If you were Abraham's children, said Jesus, then you would do what Abraham did. As it is, you're looking for a way to kill me. A man who's told you the truth that I heard from God. Abraham didn't do these things. You're doing the works of your own father. And here comes that offence. It's rising and it's rising. Verse, the end of verse 41 here. We're not Ill illegitimate children, they protested. The only father we have is God himself. Ah, hang on. They've just said Abraham was their father in verse 39. Now they're shifting because they're realising that they've got to say the right things. The only father we have is God himself. Yeah, that's what Abraham would have said. But they come out with this defensive statement first. We're not illegitimate children. Happens all the time. You know, if as leaders when we bring revelation and vision people always go well, you, but you haven't got the word love in there or you haven't said this or why aren't we doing this to reach these people and why aren't you doing that why aren't you involved there's always a defensiveness in it because people want their agenda people want it their way they want it shaped in their way they want it packaged in their way you know, I package something in bright green luminous wrapping paper and somebody else says oh I want paper with roses on it and a pink bow on the top well does it matter it's what's in in the gift that matters jesus said to them if god were your father you would love me for i have come here from god did you hear that if god were your father he's already questioning that you would love me for i've come here from god i've not come on my own god sent me why is my language not clear to you it's frustrating jesus there's an element a little bit of frustration here why is my language not clear to you because you're unable to hear what i say they're listening. These guys are listening through a filter. You belong to your father. And here Jesus comes. God, Jesus is straight with it. You belong to your father, the devil. And you want to carry out your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth. For there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language. For he is a liar and the father of lies. Hear that? It's more amazing truth here. Satan is the father of lies. And anything that pulls us from the truth is from him, you see. Yet, because I tell you the truth, you don't believe me. Can any of you prove me guilty of sin? I am telling the truth. Why don't you believe me? Whoever belongs to God, hears what God says. They're, be encouraged, guys. We're being prophetic. Whoever belongs to God, hears what God says. The reason you do not hear is that you do not belong to God. Jesus bringing that challenge, that challenge, that challenge. Wow. The defensiveness is rising. Here it comes. Verse 48. Here's an astonishing response remember right at the beginning these are the ones that believed him the jews answered him it doesn't say the pharisees the jews this is the group that believed what jesus was saying aren't we right in saying you're a samaritan and you're demon possessed what notice what they've done you know they they take a cultural slur for them you're a samaritan you're other they're defining him as other and you're demon possessed he's just called out that they are thinking 
according to their father Satan the prince of this world they're thinking worldly in a worldly way so they take it and they flip it they mirror what's coming again I've had that so many times when you challenge somebody with something they they turn it and throw it back at you so when you say to someone look I believe the Lord is saying there's a bit of control here um, you you're you can be a bit harsh about the no it's you that's harsh it's you that's always telling yourself it's you that's always doing the wow okay the Jews flip it uh, so this is an astonishing false statement aren't we right aren't we right in saying you're a Samaritan and demon possessed there we go and Jesus goes on I am not possessed by a demon said Jesus but I honour my father and you dishonour him I'm not seeking glory for myself but there is one who seeks it and he is the judge very truly I tell you whoever obeys my word will never see death amazing truth it's an amazing truth he's, he's countering their lies their falsehoods with truth they're peddling what they believe to be true and it's not true I'm not possessed whoever obeys my word will never see death at this they exclaimed now we know you're demon possessed there you go they did. the truth actually is hardening their hearts they're getting more entrenched in their false position they're becoming they've been defensive and defended it rises their offense gets worse their pride gets worse they come out with falsehoods that are astonishing to hear given they're the ones that believe and here they become much more aggressive abraham died so did the prophets yet you say that whoever obeys your word will never taste death Stupid. are you greater than our father abraham he died and so did the prophets who do you think you are Remember the Pharisees said, who are you? These guys are being much, much more aggressive about it. Who do you think you are? Can you hear the venom beginning to come out in their voice? You might say, well, Laurie, you're putting that on, but see how it's building? And Jesus comes back at them. If I glorify myself, my glory means nothing. My father, whom you claim as your God, is the one who glorifies me. Though you do not know him, I know him. I said, if I said I did not, I'd be a liar like you. You're lying. But I do know him and I obey his word. Your father Abraham rejoiced at the thought of seeing my day. He saw it and was glad. And here comes the confusion. They've come, they're incredulous now. They've gone from making false falsehoods about changing the questions round. They've become more aggressive. They're now incredulous about what's going on and they start to ridicule him. You're not 50 years old, they said to him and you've seen Abraham they're now taking the doodah out of him they're really ridiculing him and here it comes so we've gone defensive rising offence falsehoods aggression ridicule and here it comes Jesus says very truly I say to you before Abraham was born I am as clear and clear and as clear as day before Abraham was born I am here is a, this full-on claim to divinity. He's not saying, I am God. He's just, for his audience, he's going, I am. It's incontrovertible. They cannot hear it any other way than hearing Jesus claiming to be God. So they believed, back in verse 31, they responded defensively. Their offence rose. They then throw falsehoods out astonishingly so they change the questions and become more aggressive they're incredulous and they start to ridicule and here they come 
At this they picked up the stones to stone him. They're violent. They're violent. Jesus himself slipping away. But Jesus hid himself slipping away from the temple grounds. Guys, it's so easy for us to take offence. We take offence at the truth or we take offence at what the preacher has said, at what the church leader has said, at what our youth leader has said, what our home group leader has said, what a friend has challenged us with from scripture or from their prayerful and prophetic observations. And we take offence. We become defensive. We all do it. Please, I'm not going, I'm better than anybody else. I get defensive. Of course I do. And then I can actually, my pride rises and I begin to take more offence. So uh, the defensiveness, but we've got to stop it because otherwise we start to tell lies. We start to to counter and throw things back at people. It's not me, it's you. I'm not, so you know, you're like that, not me. Uh, And we become more aggressive and we start, especially if we're English, actually, we start doing the whole ridicule thing. We take the mickey out of the thing that challenges us the end of it is violence whoa guys being defensive walking in pride and taking offense is is a trap that satan so often wants christians to walk in he baits the trap he baits the trap and he waits for us to step in it into it and we get caught up in offense we're offended by what maybe it's not me guys maybe it's the previous vicar or the associate minister or the previous vicar to that or a youth worker when you were younger whatever it is the offense has taken root oh and we so often get offended when we feel that we're we're being got at even actually i think we're probably more easily offended when we know what is being said is actually true and um we don't like it no no don't go there don't touch that bit Hmm? Like David, when Shimei is shouting off the battlements of Jerusalem as David is leaving Jerusalem, and uh, the general says, shall I go and kill him? And David says, no, I want to hear, because there may be truth here that I need to deal with. That's a soft heart. Guys, the hardness of heart that lets offence, lets us, us take offence, and we do it so often. We take offence, then we become defended. Then we start to tell Porky's little twists on the truth. Then we get more aggressive. And eventually it can lead to violence maybe not fisticuffs but verbal violence and then it's gossip and killing others with our words guys don't let the offense fester deal with it talk it through if you need to forgive and release people stand against the offense just because you don't get your own way doesn't mean that the other person is going is not going god's way do you know what sometimes we're wrong (laughs) all of us and we've got to be challenged by what jesus is saying we've got to be challenged by what the scriptures teaches we've got to be challenged by what the prophetic brings to us we've got to allow that challenge and let it come can i be defensive yes can i uh, get aggressive with that yes Uh, i've worked on it i tell you what you wouldn't have wanted to know me 30 years ago because i was so insecure back then it was so much worse but we all need to work on it and guys not just me all of us let's not be offended remember you know you guys i i'm i'm the rector i'm your pastor i'm on your side so if you take offense at something i say i'm on your side remember that in marriage 
you're supposed to be on the same side and if you take offence at what your spouse says if you take offence at what your spouse says you should be they're on the same side what's going on uh, sorry I was slightly distracted there because the dog's just come into my study which is down here but there you go right I'll try to hold it hold on to it okay let's not take um, defence and offence let's not be like the Jews that believed but still got offence notice their belief goes from belief in verse 31 to wanting to stone him in verse 39 uh, verse 59 Woo, we don't want to go there that's where if we take offence and let it sit and we stand in our pride our aggression our ridicule it can become that violent i'm going to pray and we're going to tell offence to get lost we're going to repent uh, and then we're going to take our swords guys come back come back we need to get the sword get your sword and we're going to stand and say that the spirit of offence will not prevail and we're going to cut it off is that all right and it's step get back a bit further away so you can see the whole sword here we go got it everybody there let's pray heavenly father forgive us where we've taken offense at somebody at some words at a situation maybe even at an institution we've been offended by the church of england or we've been offended by bethel or we've been offended by the government or we've been off lord offense is always poisonous and toxic forgive us lord where we take offense and where we walk in defensiveness where we allow that defensiveness to to grow in us and we, we start to twist the truth and we start to be aggressive to pushing our own agenda to accusing other people we repent of all of this we turn back to you we receive your forgiveness we say lord we don't want to get our own way lord we want to go the way jesus is calling us to go lord show us by your spirit we receive your forgiveness and we stand in our authority here we go guys grab your sword we stand in our authority we take the sword of truth which the sorry the sword of the spirit which is the word of truth which is the scripture got your sword we go and we see that demon we see that spirit of offense that trap coming to get us both as individuals and as a family the family of st leonard's we take the sword of the spirit and we cut off we cut off that spirit of offense now we run that spirit through and we say go from us now we bind you we rebuke you you get off of our thinking you get off of our feeling you get off of every part of us we want nothing to do with the spirit of offence. We banish you. You will not pass. You will not come near. Go in Jesus' name. Under the feet of Jesus, you are crushed and defeated. Guys, be ready. We might come back. We do battle with it again. And not because you're strong, but because you know the victory is already won in Jesus. And you can just take your soul of the spirit and do battle again. Lord, we want to embrace each other. We want to embrace unity. Give us soft, Berean, teachable hearts. And Lord, shape our lives by your truth, not by circumstance 
by our emotional trauma, but by the truth that we know that sets us free. Thank you, Jesus, that you are the Son of God and you have set us free and therefore we declare we are free indeed and we give you glory. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs>